confuse everybody. I've been singing it nonstop. Uh, it's, it's been in my head for two weeks now. It's driving it's crazy, crazy at nighttime in the morning. Yesterday I was hanging out with Aaron. And at one point I was just like, listen to the radio enough, enough. I know. All right. I'm not singing it out loud because I don't want people to know. You don't want them to know your shame. Yeah. You don't want someone to be at the wine bar and be like, Sandra, check it out. It looks like we have a Starship fan in the house. Would you like another glass of rosé, your highness? You can't handle that kind of heat. Right. It was just a little drama I made up about you being at a wine bar, ordering a rosé and singing Starship under your breath, and then some asshole country club type talking to his fiance or lover. Could be his lover. doesn't have to be his fiance. Could be his wife. Right making fun of you because he assumes you like starship even though it's just simply that you have a song stuck in your head against your will it's an earworm it's what we call an earworm is that what they call it yeah that's the name of a melody that gets stuck in your head an earworm uh too bad people don't get podcasts stuck in their heads like an earworm because then what if what if one of our um conversations got stuck in someone's head and they're like oh damn it yeah. For two weeks, I've had this earworm in my head, and someone's like, oh, what is it? Is it the new Beyonce song? No, it's this conversation these two super geniuses had. They were talking about predicted.org, and they were talking about their portfolio, and the way they expressed their thoughts was just so flawless and melodic that it's just been stuck in my head for weeks now, and I can't stand it. As much as I love them, I can't stand it. What if that actually happened? I bet that uh, does not happen. I agree. There's more things in the universe that do not happen, then there are things in the universe that do happen. Did you learn that in school? No, I learned that just now in my mind. Do you think that's true? Uh, yeah, absolutely. What are you talking about? Of course. <laughs> you think more things have happened than yeah. haven't happened? Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> keep thinking that, because that, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. The name of our podcast, which we're beginning now, is Election Profit Makers. Three, two, one. Start rocking. And uh, this is a guide to winning and losing money on political outcomes and current events. And you have two hosts with you this week. One of them is named Kid Midas, the original wave rider. That's the one speaking to you right now. And the other one is the one who is about to speak. And his name is... Hey, David. Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. Hi, John. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. John, shall we turn to our predicted portfolios? Logging in now to my predicted portfolio, I am seeing that there is some breaking news. What? Anthony Fauci is stepping down at the end of the year. It's happening. I don't believe it's happening because I have yet to receive a single fundraising email from either Democrats or Republicans about this news. That's when I know there's been real news. It's when Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell send me an email soliciting my money. It's interesting that Biden was the one that finally got rid of Fauci. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. You know that was a one of those markets that they would re-up every quarter or month for a while. Will Fauci still be head of the NAIA? Uh, something that wow uh, you really don't know what fauci does do you? What is what 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 is it? I understand. No, NA- I understand. He this is only the second time he's been in the news ever. No. <laughs> Okay, but what is it? The National's Institute of the National Air and Space Museum. Um, mm-hmm. The National. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is 
<laughs> okay, now that I'm looking, now that I'm actually looking at what he does, you would never in a million years guess what his position is. Okay, what is it? The director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Yeah, the NIAID or something. Right. Yeah. And the chief medical advisor to the president. So there were always these things that he was going to get canned and that Trump was going to fire him. And you could always make money on those markets. Fire Fauci. Fauci for prison. All that stuff. Yeah. And now, yes, is trading at 11 cents. It's down uh, 74 cents. And no, is trading at 89. So- I guess some people are thinking it's, there's perhaps a chance that there'll be a rules issue here and that maybe technically he'll go through January 1st or something. I don't know. I don't even know if it's interesting. You have to sell it. You have to convince our listeners it's interesting. This is interesting. There could be a rules issue here where- Predicted rules, not- Yeah, predicted rules where there may be some absurd technicality where he ends up actually dropping out and not being there uh, sometime in December, but that the paperwork isn't filed until the beginning of the next year because Congress isn't in session or something like that. And because of this weird rules issue that uh, you could make money off of that. And there are people that are going for these long shots right now. The market. Will Anthony Fauci remain NIAID director through the end of the year? I'm not doing it. Always sell at 90 and it's at 90 right now. You're saying that if you're holding no and Fauci remaining NIAID director through the end of the year, you should sell because it's at 90 and why bother holding any longer? Uh, yeah, you would have a lot to lose at this point. I certainly wouldn't be buying in at this price. Right. Why have so, I still not received... A message from Nancy Pelosi or some Democratic, you know, like whenever something like they say, what show would you say sign, she would say, sign this card for Anthony Fauci saying how much you appreciate him. Add your name to this. Thank you card. Like, don't you ever get that? Like Michelle Obama's yeah, having yeah, a birthday. Yeah, yeah. Sign your name to this card. And then you go to sign your name and lo and behold, they just then they're asking you for next thing you know, they'd be asking you for $20. Yeah. Like, what is this office birthday pool? For Michelle in accounting, I don't have $20. She makes more money than I do. Why do I have to contribute to her birthday present? That's the advantage of work from home, Mr. Malcolm Gladwell. I know you want everyone to go back to work. The nice thing about working from home is you can't get cornered in the kitchenette by the coffee machine being asked to sign some card for Frank in receivables. And then they're like, oh, and by the way, we're all going to chip in and buy Frank a new Bugatti sports car. Can we put you down for a $10,000 donation? I say, absolutely not. I don't have that kind of money. It seems excessive. Right? Yeah. When you work from home, nobody can corner you anywhere except your own um, thoughts <laughs> can corner you. Right? Yeah. And your thoughts can say, hey, why don't yeah. you sign this card that says you're a huge piece of shit? <laughs> To yourself. No, then you say, oh, why would I sign that card? Who's it for? And your thoughts say, it's for you, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> All these thoughts. We need medicines and talk therapy to help us with yeah, these thoughts. These thoughts do. can get rough. That's mm -hmm. an argument, Mr. Malcolm Gladwell, for not working from home because you can spend too much time with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. A little light social interaction can sometimes help scatter those thoughts. You can walk into the kitchenette and say, Barbara. And they say, yeah, John. And then you say, D 
did you know that Elon University is uh, in between Greensboro and Burlington? And my friend David used to go to the outlet mall in Burlington to buy preppy clothes. Barbara says, that's a wonderful anecdote. How long have you been back working in the office? Your social skills seem a bit rusty. <laughs> All right. Little uh, draw. That was a little. Um, yeah. Um, what do you call that? That was some talking. Okay, let's look at some more predicted bullshit. I can't wait for this website to die. What else do we have on predicted here? Uh, Trump indicted by September 1st. You know, that's right around the corner. Right now, it's August I know. 20th. I got, it's the 22nd. Is it? Yeah, it's the 22nd. Wow. And I'm way down in that market because I still am holding 100 shares. Uh, and I bought at 23 cents. And it's now at four cents, but I, <laughs> I still See, think it can happen. Anything can happen. No, John. this is how you do it. Remember the guy that bought into um, Rick Scott at one cent and completely maxed out, and then on some sort of weird technicality ended up making like seventy-five thousand dollars. You think that's going to be me with the Trump indictment market? You could do it. I would love that. Um, I will say that in spite of that, in spite of being underwater in the indictment market, I think for the first time in months, my overall gain loss is in the green. When I look at every contract I have, my entire portfolio valued, I will tell you at $831.60, my net gain loss is a gain of $6.16. And I haven't mm. seen green on that top line in months. So there is definitely green on the screen today. And that's good news for Kid Minus, the original Wave Rider. And I'll tell you why, John. It's all these damn Senate races I got involved in. I'm up in the Arizona Senate race. I'm up in the Georgia Senate race. I'm up in the North Carolina Senate race. I'm up in the overall Senate control market, of course, the way up in that. And I'm up in the Ohio Senate race. Yeah, the the move on, on predicted in the direction of Democrats has been pretty profound. And yeah, I think the question... Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. We're interrupting our own podcast. This is very important, and we couldn't wait to share it with you. The J.D. Vance billboard is a go. Or should I say the J.D. Vance billboards, plural, are a go. I have just signed the contract and authorized the withdrawal of thousands of dollars of funds from my bank account. May God have mercy on my soul and my billfold. We are placing two J.D. Vance-themed billboards in Ohio. I can't believe it, John. We really, we're really doing it. I can't believe it's happening. I can't believe they accepted it. Here's what happened. Everyone remembers last week that our reference to J.D. Vance's dirty underwear did not meet the standards of the billboard company. John and I, on Friday, had a conversation with the billboard broker who helped us negotiate certain delicacies when it comes to community standards and negative political advertising and this and that. And we all agreed that underwear and underpants references have no place on billboards in Ohio. Mm -hmm. So at first we thought, well, what if we just said, J.D. Vance, you have no chance? She said, that sounds fine. And then John later, at the end of day on Friday, said, what if we said, J.D. Vance, you have no chance? You know why. 
<laughs> that that functions not only as a game-changing, distressing question posed to J.D. Vance in this Ohio Senate election, it also delightfully functions as a private joke known only to the hosts and listeners of the Election Profit Makers podcast. So, John, the billboard going up will say, J.D. Vance, you have no chance. You know why. What do you think? I'm stoked. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm you can't st- believe we're going to swing the Ohio Senate election? Is that what you're trying to say? Maybe we are. Maybe I mean, it's a pretty are. close race. I think that this is going to have an impact. I, I don't know if it uh, will be a good impact or a bad impact, but I think it will be impactful. And I think it's worth uh, taking the risk to do this. There was that article this week where Mitch McConnell was like, yeah, we're probably not going to win the Senate. And I have to say, I think that's because a lot of our candidates kind of suck. And I think next week we're going to have an article that says Mitch McConnell was quoted saying, yeah, I think we're going to lose the Senate. And I think that's because the world's toughest billboard went up in Ohio and now nobody wants to vote for J.D. Vance. They're all voting for Tim Ryan. Exactly. Anyway, we'll see. Wow. Our first billboard. This is like um, that, you know, this is like that first hit of the of the drug pipe you see in an after school special. I know this is this may just be the beginning. This might just be the beginning of a true renaissance in outdoor advertising. <laughs> um, but here's the thing, folks. I'm not really in a financial situation where I can afford to fund this entirely on my own. And I know John is going to kick in some money. But we would also love uh, for any listeners who are interested in contributing to send funds to help pay for these billboards. The total cost was $2,800. If you're interested in contributing, gosh, what's the best way to do this? PayPal the money to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We still have our good old PayPal account from the 2016 podcast season. And if you don't use PayPal for whatever reason, you can email contact at electionprofitmakers.com and we can figure out other ways for you to transfer funds, whether Venmo or Zelle or cashier's check or any other format you like. So that's- Is it Zelle? 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 Zelle. I think Zelle. I have no idea. PayPal your money to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. If you contribute the money, we will tell you the precise location of the billboards- and then I think in about a week and a half, they'll be up. And I think you can go look at them and pose with them and take a selfie with them and, and join the conversation because isn't that what yeah. it's all about? There is going to be a conversation occurring at some of these locations, I have a feeling. All right. Uh, we'll now return you to the rest of the episode, which I'm sure is going to be a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. But we just had to interrupt because... This is Monday evening when we got the good news that the paperwork has been signed and it looks like the funds will be transferred in a matter of hours. And so, yes, indeed, what started as a fool's errand has turned into the journey of a lifetime. The J.D. Vance Election Profit Makers billboards are a go. Thank you. All right. We only have a few months. Well, let's see how many months we have left. We have September, October, November, December, January. Oh, we have still have six months left. I predict it's going to be around for another six months. There's plenty of time to make money and lose money. I keep thinking that I keep thinking it's death is imminent, but we have all the time in the world. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, after the midterms, 
when all those markets resolve, the only markets that I will have left in my portfolio are all about the 2024 election. Um, and since they're not adding any new markets, what I'll need to do is find currently existing markets that resolve before February. Because I don't want to have everything tied up in markets where they haven't even announced how they're going to close them out, right? Right. What am I going to do? I guess I need a. I guess I need some suggestions from listeners about good markets that will take place in between the midterms that will that will resolve after November twenty twenty two, but before February twenty twenty four. Like, what would that be? Some special uh, thing that takes place in January of twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. What year is it? My God, twenty twenty three. Is that really the year we're all about to yeah, live through? I'm telling you, twenty twenty three. Are you fucking kidding me? What is this? A sci fi channel? Yeah, it's madness. Twenty twenty three. But then look in the mirror, and you're like. Yeah, it is 2023. Yeah, look in the mirror. It looks like 2020 wrinkles. <clears throat> Keeping that. I'm going to keep that in. Yeah. I'm going to put should. the longest air horn of all time after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh... Time for a Hollywood update. John, I heard you had some interesting entertainment news. Why don't you give our listeners some of your showbiz intel? I am aware of a new show on HBO Max. Uh-oh. That involves dragons. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, it is connected to Game of Thrones. And it might be Game of Thrones. Okay. It, it I think it's a spinoff of Game of Thrones, which ended recently. Yep. But this is a new show that just started. Okay. How did you hear about it? Twitter. So, uh, but I don't know if it's good yet, but it's going to be a show. It's got dragons. It's got swords. It's got medieval stuff. It's the type of stuff I love. Horses. Are you being sarcastic right now? Yes, very. uh, Something about horses and medieval stuff, but I don't know. You just hate to see a TV show with a bunch of knights riding around on horses, right? I don't know why. Do you not like horses in real life? No, I like horses in real life. If they were modern horses, not horses in some made up. It just feels like knights are made up. Oh, you don't? Okay, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just feels a little fake. Like it feels like something from a fairy tale or a children's book. Right, right. But I know it's not. Except in Game of Thrones, it is because there are dragons. Game of Thrones takes doesn't take place on Earth. Westeros. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. It's fantasy, so it's not like medieval times on Earth. I think it's supposed to be like on a different planet or just a whole different reality. It's kind of hard to understand, but it's like it's like a whole different reality. You know what I mean? Like. No, I don't. But I do know that there's a new show, and I don't know if it's the same people or not. I think what it is is a prequel to Game of Thrones. Oh, a prequel. Yeah, a prequel. Not a spinoff, a prequel. So if you what, what, so they made this new show, and it premiered last night. That's probably why you heard about it on Twitter. And it's called uh, Dragon Throne. What's it Therapy called? Therapy Dragons. It's called Therapy Dragons? Is that what you said? Therapy dragons, yes. No. I just thought of a terrific idea for a New Yorker cartoon. There's a knight. 
in shining armor sitting on an airplane. Nah. And there's a huge fire-breathing dragon beside the knight. Yeah. And the and the other passengers are looking so angry because the dragon's like breathing fire all over them and burning their seats and everything. And the knight says, I'm sorry, this is my, th- I, I, I'm allowed to fly with him. He's my therapy dragon. Do you think that could get in the New York? Do you know that the, the cartoon I, editor, did you know absolutely. that the cartoon editor for the New Yorker, I can't remember his name right now, but he was, he's a legendary cartoon editor for the New Yorker. He was the guy who like decided whether the, you know, the, have you ever looked at the New Yorker magazine? Do you know what I'm talking about? It has cartoons yeah, in yeah, it. Like, yeah, 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 single panel cartoons. Okay. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're the best. The guy whose job it was to approve cartoons or put them in the magazine or whatever, his salary, $600,000 a year. It was just his job to approve them? He was the cartoon editor for The New Yorker, and he got paid $600,000 per year. Isn't that something? What a gig. I heard that from a New Yorker cartoonist. Yeah, I know a handful of New Yorker cartoonists. I'm what you call one of those East Coast elitists. Hmm. Yes, I would like a frappuccino with a double latte. Hmm. Like that. That's me all day. Oh, yes, I'll take an Izod shirt. Polo shirt for when I go play polo on my little horse. Don't let John Kimball see. He'll think I'm a knight riding a horse in the medieval times and he'll get really upset. I'm not, I won't get upset. I just, I'm not a fan. So what's the name of this new HBO show called? Game? Something about uh, dragons. Dragons. Let me look. Let me just look at it. Everyone's going to be so mad right now. Let me look it up. I'll just search HBO dragons. <sighs> uh, HBO Max. It's called House of the Dragon. Yeah, it's a good name. Mm. Oh, this looks like no. the elf from. Um, he looks like Orlando Bloom from. Um, um, Ring. Oh, fuck me. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Do you know what I'm talking about? I never would have seen those in a million years. John, I also have some showbiz news straight from the streets of Tinseltown, Hollywood, where the Walk of Fame is covered in stars and litter. (laughs) I saw a movie this past weekend, and I wanted to recommend it to our listeners. It was called Emily the Criminal. It stars Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation. And it also stars, and this was very exciting for me, stars one of my man crushes, from a little show I used to watch called Sons of Anarchy, which was basically sex in the city, but for guys with motorcycles. It was a show about a crazy wild motorcycle gang. I don't know why I watched this show. This is the one period in my life where I was like truly, I was at my, I was at rock bottom. I had no money and I got addicted to Sons of Anarchy, and I used to torrent it. Have you ever torrented anything? It's like the one no. thing in my life I ever torrented. I was so desperate to see what was happening to my beloved um, Doesn't motorcycle that, like, man. Doesn't computer or something? Well, what you do is you just go to these weird foreign websites, and and they say, click here to watch Sons of Anarchy Season 3, Episode 6. And you click the button and just like wince and cross your fingers and say, I hope nothing bad happens. And then you get to watch it for free, for free illegally. I don't do this anymore. Right. Um, and I would, and I would watch Sons of Anarchy while I sharpen pencils. What a, what an era. Anyway, Sons of Anarchy wasn't really a good show, but it was one of those weird shows that's really bad and corny, but it actually has some amazing actors. And one of the actors was Theo Rossi. He was one of these motorcycle guys. And now Theo Rossi is in this movie with Aubrey Plaza. It was like two huge crushes of mine. And they were in this movie together called Emily the Criminal. 
So anyway, this gets a kid Midas thumbs up. I really enjoyed this movie. It had a couple great, very cathartic job interview scenes. If job interviews make you anxious, you should see this movie. And uh, I guess I would call it a thriller, but it's very. It was a good. Um, it was probably I would say my favorite L.A. thriller I've seen since Nightcrawler. Did you ever see Nightcrawler starring Jake Gyllenhaal? Do you know the movie I'm talking about? Yeah, but I can't. No, I think you've recommended it numerous times, but I have not seen it. So that's uh, our two recommendations this week. I recommend Emily the Criminal, and John recommends House of the Drag- Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, House of the Dragon. Let's turn to listener questions. Listener David wrote in. He writes, on the subject of skyline reveals, which is a subject we've been covering the last few episodes and probably many episodes in the future. uh, He writes, on the subject of skyline reveals, I have something here that might appeal to both of you. I live in Jersey City, which is a city in New Jersey. Like David, I like to ride my bicycle because it's so much fun to ride a bike. One nice route from my home takes me north through Union City. And as I enter Weehawken on JFK Boulevard East, a wide, wide panorama of the Manhattan skyline opens up suddenly. Seen from atop of the Palisades, a line of steep cliffs that run through Hudson County and beyond. And he has attached a photo here for us to enjoy. And it's an incredible photo. I enjoyed it very much. Yes. Uh, he writes, I know most listeners have probably heard of Manhattan, New York City, but it's a truly special vantage point, especially as the sun rises over the city. Really, though, I'm using this little anecdote as a foray into a much more important political story, also related to Jersey City and bicycles. Last month, our councilwoman at large, Amy DeGees, hit a cyclist who was making deliveries for a popular food delivery company, and she then fled the scene. Uh Uh-oh. She was caught on camera, and the crash is difficult to watch. She clocked the poor guy and didn't even slow down. The cyclist is lucky to be alive, but she refuses to resign despite being charged with a hit and run, And she is well insulated by the local Democratic machine, which is dominated by conservative-leaning career politicians, including her father. Oh, my God. Who sits in the role of county executive. Hmm. He continues, I urge you profit makers to call loudly for her resignation in the hopes that she might hear this episode and finally fuck off. I'll spare you further details, but a local paper dug up this woman's driving record, and it's truly, truly wild, and her entitlement is off the charts. You all should really look this story up. If there's anything I've learned from your wonderful podcast, it's that local politics matter a lot and always have wider implications. I even attended my most recent city council meeting, a first, and spoke alongside my neighbors, calling for DGs to resign. So I'm looking on NJ.com right now. Murphy says not calling for DeGees to resign after hit and run has, quote, nothing to do with her powerful father. Numerous times over the past four years, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has called on local officials to resign over controversial matters, but not so for a Jersey City councilwoman with a politically powerful father after her hit and run with a bicyclist nearly a month ago. Amy DeGees heard from dozens of her voters Wednesday night who called on her to step down during a council meeting. 
She made clear she had no intention of leaving her position and would have more to say when the legal process, blah, 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 blah. But listen to this. Surveillance video showed her SUV driving through an intersection in Jersey City, hitting a bicyclist who had run a red light with the front passenger side of her vehicle. Now, okay. This somewhat that's that's somewhat on the bicyclist, okay? You have to obey traffic laws. We're out here on the streets riding our bikes. And I, I you know, I've run red lights and been pulled over before, and that makes sense. Now, but here's the thing. She didn't stop her SUV. Uh, and apparently never hit her brakes. Then she fled the scene of the crash and waited six hours to report the incident. Oof. Yeah, that's bad. No, I don't think she's going to make it. You don't? And the reason why is because this has to come from the bottom up in this case. Obviously, everybody's well-connected and corrupt from the top. Right. But I think David's right. If the people rise up and make enough of a stink... I think you could force her out. You're talking about listener David, not host David. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've seen the video. It's You yeah, watched the video? Yeah. Oh, is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. That To me, that's like the stuff of nightmares that I hit a bicyclist. You ever have a dream like that? You're driving, you hit a bicyclist, you panic, you go away, you don't report it. And then you're suffering and you're in hell. And then you wake up and it's just a dream and you feel so wonderful. It feels like a nightmare to me. Yeah, didn't I have a that dream this this week? Probably. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I dreamed that I hit a cyclist. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we'll never see this market about her resigning or getting uh, recalled on Predicted because there's no new markets and it's probably a little local for Predicted. But thank you for bringing it to our attention, David, and thank you for the amazing photo of the city skyline of New York as seen from yeah, the palace. Satur- Saturday afternoon, I. I texted you and wrote that I dreamt I accidentally ran over a cyclist. Frowny face. So it's a thing that happens. Whitney writes in, I was very interested in the argument that another listener made about how Skyline Pride is often based on personal relationships to cities. What is the factor one should account for regarding personal pride in a city when evaluating Skyline quality? If I love the Atlanta Skyline... Should I adjust my appreciation by 20% to account for bias? John is probably the best person to estimate this as David went to ca- John is probably the best person to estimate this as David went to Kenyan. They're trolling me, right? I don't know. That's why I included it. I didn't go to Kenyan. It's true I did a prospective student weekend at Kenyan and had a thank you quite miserable time and decided not to go to Kenyan. Choosing instead another prestigious liberal arts college in Ohio called Oberlin. Maybe you've heard of it. The Kenyan for smart geniuses of unquenchable talent and passion. Oberlin College. She must be trolling. I would trust people to not be biased in looking at their own skyline. I think I'm I'm unbiased when... When, when you monitors. say Charlotte, North Carolina is the greatest skyline in all of human history? No, I don't think it's the greatest. I think it may be one of the best pound for pound in the entire world. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I can't put a number on it. Brian writes in, Dear Kid Midas and Long John Silver, as a teenager in the early 1980s, 
my first real job was as the overnight DJ on CKCK. That is, this is my editorializing here, but that is like the dirtiest looking call letters. CKCK as a you're making fun of some radio stations call letters. Come on, I don't know. It just looks. I don't know. All right. Yeah. CKCK, a top 40 radio station in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. This was an AM radio powerhouse that sadly no longer exists. In addition to overnights, I would often operate the American Top 40 show on Saturday afternoons, and it would come in on four vinyl LPs every week, Incredible. 30 minutes per side. I can't believe they used to do the radio shows on records. Yes. Now, he says, I managed to keep a souvenir from my time at this station, and that's the complete vinyl set of the 1983 oh, 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 oh. Top 100 Countdown from American Top 40. Oh. And he attached pictures, along with a picture of the skyline for Regina, Saskatchewan, which he had sent over to me several months earlier on uh, some related skyline business. And it's it's pretty sweet. I'm telling you, Canada, pretty much every city in Canada has a great skyline. Why is that? I don't know how they do it. I don't know. I'm telling you though, Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, Montreal, maybe not Quebec City so much, Vancouver. Yeah. They're all, all great. I'm on Discogs right now looking at American- not sure about Winnipeg. I'm on Discogs right Yellow now. Knife. I'm on Discogs right now. Yep. Looking at American top 40 vinyl sets. I had no idea. This is incredible. This is like top 40, December 29th, 1984, hours five through eight. This is a four LP set of Casey Kasem's American top 40 custom cover with 15 page Q and chart sheet. Look at this. Irene Cara breakdance legs by ZZ top. Let the music play by Shannon. The best song ever. Borderline by Madonna, Lucky Star by, by Madonna, and the number one song that week, Say, 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 by Paul McCartney and my, I want this, this owner of a lonely heart, hello, my, my Lionel Richie, number three is Jump by Van Halen. I'm putting in a bit on this. Look at yeah, this. And I'm telling this you, is, we would get these every week this at WCHL. This is incredible. This is and incredible. And I don't think we kept them. I think we threw them away. You probably just threw were... them in a dimsty dumpster out back. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to pay $25,000 for it on Discord. Is that what it is? No. It looks like they go for a couple hundred and it looks like there are actually not that many that are actively being sold. But I'm going to keep my eye on that because you could have – what a wonderful – John, what a wonderful idea for a party. You could have people come over, people who are like us, old, and you could say, we're going to have a throwback party tonight. I'm going to play you um, – we're just going to sit down and listen to the top 40 – hosted by Casey Kasem from 1984. And we're going to eat yeah. pate and drink the f wine and just have the best time and listen to it. Coming up next, you remember how Casey Kasem had that voice like, coming up next, a new number one song here on American. She's coming in from the, she crossed over the borderline to being a top 10 artist. Here's Madonna with Borderline. You know, like he had such a cool voice. And did you know that Casey Kasem voiced the role of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo? What? Yeah, man. That's Casey Kasem. I'm telling you. That's Casey Kasem. Shaggy. Hey, Scooby. Not even for two Scooby snacks? Scooby's like... Rrr, rrr. I'm telling you, man. It's all connected. It's all connected. Casey, Ka Casey right. Kasem. Wasn't he a billionaire? Probably. Does he have a very cool name? 
Casey Kasem. Tough name. We have a letter from Elizabeth. She's taking issue with the phrase knee deep in the hoopla, which is a lyric from the song that we will no longer mention by name because it's been in my head for two weeks, driving me to the edge of madness. And she's also saying that um, that phrase knee deep in the hoopla is also the name of the album featuring the song, which we will no longer name. We don't we don't even need to name it. It's in everyone's mind right yeah. now. I assumed everyone knew that fact because I definitely knew that the name of that album was knee deep in the hoopla. I didn't. But Elizabeth, I'm sorry for depriving our listeners of, quote, uh, an entertaining riff on this important topic. (laughs) All right. John, we got a letter from Jared. Friend, my wife Ivanka reached out earlier about my new book, Breaking History, a White House Memoir. In a time when the mainstream media was blatantly coming after President Donald Trump and everyone who worked for his administration, it was a daily battle to break through the noise and get the truth out about what was really going on. President Trump worked nonstop to put America first, accomplishing many things this country and the world had never seen before. My memoir depicts how these accomplishments got done in light of all the baseless attacks, which is why it's so important that all patriots read it and learn the truth. I've signed a limited number of copies of this book, and I really want you to have one of them. All you have to do is donate $75 or more to claim your signed copy of Breaking History, a White House memoir. Oh, I think this Jared is Jared Kushner. Based on the context clues in this dispatch, Mm -hmm. my wife, Ivanka, we know Jared Kushner's wife's name is Ivanka. She's the daughter of former President Donald Trump, right? Ivanka Trump. And we also know that Jared Kushner has a new memoir out. And he mentions his new book, Breaking History, a White House memoir. That's got to be the one, right? Because it says memoir in the title. Right. Breaking History, a White House memoir. This is from Jared Kushner. He emailed us. And he called me his friend. Look at that. Jared, I'm proud to be your friend. Did you know freaking... Did you know Hugh Jackman, the most charming man on earth, is friends with Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump? Can you believe that? No. Did I tell you that I went and saw The Music Man on Broadway starring Hugh Jackman? Did I tell you that? No. Like three weeks ago, I saw Hugh Jackman on Broadway. Did you wear a mask? Yeah, I wore a mask. Okay. Because were very many tourist women screaming very hard when he came out on stage? There was, (laughs) yeah, believe me, that was a saliva-drenched theatrical experience. (laughs) Particles were flowing every which way when Hugh Jackman got on stage. It was incredible. It was my, our mutual friend, John, uh, had bought a ticket and couldn't go. And he was like, do you want to go see Hugh Jackman on Broadway in the music man? I was like, yeah, it was a front row of the mezzanine. Wow. Yeah. I had a bird's eye view. That's, um, a legendary musical Trevor trouble in river city. Yeah. Starts with T that rhymes with P that stands for podcast. (laughs) Who saw that coming? Classic joke you could do about the music man. They could do They could do a modern reboot and call it the podcast man. He's a what? He's a what? He's a podcast man. He's going to teach all the kids how to set up their USB mics. 76 USB mics lead the podcast parade. Oh, my God. Money, money. The smell of money has just entered my son. That's it. You write a parody of the music man and call it the podcast man. And he goes to the small town and he teaches all the kids how to do podcasts. And it gets really controversial. How about that? How's how's that for an idea? I like it. Lin-Manuel Miranda, your next million dollars is on the phone wanting to know if they should jump immediately into your wallet. Okay. 
Anyway, that was my little bit about this email I got from Jared Kushner. Now, John, are we going to read this book, Breaking History, a White House memoir by Jared Kushner? Uh, I'm not, but apparently it's like number one on the New York Times bestselling list now. I got an email from Ivanka saying it's the, or I saw a tweet from Ivanka Trump saying it's the number one Amazon bestseller. Oh, Amazon. You know, those are all going, that's Mohammed bin Salman doing his buddy a solid being like, yeah, I'll buy uh, 200,000 copies of this book and pulp it. Unreal. No one wants to read that book, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, John, what's going to happen with the Mar-a-Lago raid? And like, what if they find out a bunch of damning stuff? Imagine that if they found out a bunch of damning stuff about President Trump, would that be a game changer? (laughs) No, because we have to, we have to not prosecute him and just let him get away with it or people will get mad. That's the new galaxy brain take. Yeah. You know, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I had sometimes in the past had that same thought, like they're just going to go crazy. Let them go uh, crazy. Who cares? Let's they're going to go crazy anyway. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I guess we should thank. Uh, yeah, we got one other letter about someone who sent in about vinyl. Andrew. Oh, look at uh, this. Wrote in and he sent in his Rick D's weekly top 40 oh. from November 27th, 1987. Four album sets. Um, do you know Rick D's is a uh, North Carolinian? No. I didn't know yeah. that. He went, took over the American Top 40 from Casey Kasem, right? Yeah, he went to UNC, I think. I wonder if that's true, what I'm saying. Let me just check. Sometimes I say things and then they're not true. I wonder if that's true, what I'm saying. That's a cool phrase. Like that I like time that. that I said that What's-Her-Name was from Asheboro and she oh was God. really from... Uh... You were talking about Sidney Powell, super attorney. Well, he was born in Jacksonville, Florida. But yeah, he went to UNC. All right. UNC, another proud alum, Rick Dees. Mm-hmm. I got to I gotta get some of these top 40 records, man. I, imagine the night you could have just listening to them. That would be so fun. Yeah. You got a uh, record player? Yeah, I have a record player. Turntable? Yeah, I got a turntable. Me too. Do you have any records? No. Cool. I've got a bunch of VCRs too. Rick Dees is in the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame 2013 edition. Cool. Not bad. Not bad. Not a bad fact to leave our listeners with as they hunger for next week's installment with more great conversation and factoids. Rick Dees is in the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame class of, what was the class? Uh, 2013. 2013. Next year will be the 10-year anniversary of Rick D's initiation into the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame. You can tell that to someone at your next cocktail party and see how quickly they fall into your arms in a rapturous embrace of a true trivia master. You know, he also is, uh, has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame where there are stars in trash. Did you see the photo of, of Dr. Oz? kissing Donald Trump's star on the Walk of Fame. Did you think that was a real photo? No. That can't be a real photo. Yeah, it's a really unsettling photo. He's kneeled he's kneeling down and literally kissing Trump's Walk of Fame star. Do you think that could be photoshopped or a deep fake? I hate that now anytime I see anything I'm I'm like that could be a deep fake. That could be an AI doing a deep fake on me. I just want yeah. to know what's real and what's not real. Yeah, it's probably real. It, um that guy is No, look at that. Posts terrible. spread terrible. It's fake. It is fake. 
Okay, guys. It's it looks like it's fake. All right. It's an altered image. It's him kissing his own star on the Walk of Fame, and someone replaced his name on the star with that of Donald Trump. Okay, that makes a little more sense. John, if you and I are ever so lucky to get our own stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, would you really bend over and kiss it? Would it really mean that much to you to kiss it? Are you talking about two separate stars? See, what do you what do you think about sometimes stars that aren't like spe- specific actors or actresses? That's not how it works. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. There's stuff like uh, Batman, the TV show, gets a star. What? Not on my yeah. watch, really? Yeah. Well, I don't think you're in charge of that, but yeah. So, <sighs> so maybe the star would just say election profit makers. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about that either. You're telling me there's a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that says Batman, the TV show. I don't know if it says Batman, That's the TV sick. show, but I think, but I think there are there are like institutions that get. Oh, uh, really? Like um, the VCR Hall of Fame or whatever. <laughs> or 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 like things that or, or characters like Mickey Mouse. What well, do you think of that? Oh, um, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. That's pretty cute that Mickey Mouse gets his own star on the Walk of Fame. Right, That's but I think fun. Sesame Street gets one too. Well, that just feels a little broad. I would give one to Big Bird. I would give one to Oscar the Grouch because you know he would hate that. He'd be so mad. He'd be like, I don't need your validation, corporate media. I want to live in my trash can. Leave me alone. The original crust punk, Oscar the Grouch. He should have had a denim vest with a bunch of (laughs) battle patches on it. Imagine if Oscar the Grouch had a black denim vest, a bunch of punk band (laughs) patches on it, living in his garbage can, dumpster diving. I'm a free again. Leave me alone. (laughs) That'd be really funny. Oh, we had that some fun. We had some fun ideas today, John. You and I. All right, that might not be true. That stuff I said. Okay, about great. So that's all a lie. There I'll just cut it all out. There's more Bird, lies from John big, Kimball. Big Big Bird has one. Oh, he does. Ruthie uh, has one. Uh, I don't know. Kermit the Frog. All right, enough. Okay. Well, friends, you deserve a star on the Podcast Hall of Fame Walk of Fame because you've made it through another episode of Election Profit Makers. And as far as we're concerned, you are a superstar. We'll see you on the red carpet accepting your award, Best Listener of a Fun Podcast. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. Support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash election profit makers and send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, this is uh, EPM domestic correspondent on the scene, live on the scene at a pizza place in Florida, a random pizza place in a college town here to report live what the people are saying about stuff. Um, Real people saying real stuff. Okay. Um, what do you think about skylines? Do you know of any good skylines? Like city skylines? Yeah. Not, what? not particularly. I mean, any any big city skyline, they're all kind of similar. So. Atlanta. Atlanta has a good skyline probably? Or you've been there? We've been there. We've, been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about fish weirs? Have you ever heard of fish weirs? I have not. Okay. Do you guys know anything about fish weirs? Fish weirs? Okay, good. That's what about guitar pedals? Do we know anything about guitar pedals? I feel like I've heard of that before.
for, but off the top of my head, I don't know what it is. No, I don't. Okay. Okay, one last question. Do you know the song, We Built This City, on rock and roll? Yes. All right, so you guys are here to drop your daughter off at, uh, at college. Where are you from? Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Nice. Okay. So I got a few questions for you. Um, what do you have any? Do you have any opinions about Andrew Yang? Do you know who that is? Oh, oh, he is a Democratic. Um, uh, he's a Democrat. <laughs> okay. And he was a presidential candidate for the 2020 okay. election. Did you but he know, did not win. Did you know that he started his own third party? He did. No, I did not. Yeah, well, that's a new thing. All right. What do you think about skylines? Do you know anything about skylines? Do you know any cities with good skylines? New York. The High Line. Yeah. Yeah? And they're good because they get people on transportation. And they no, I'm talking about cars. skylines, though. Uh, oh. Skylines. You know? Skylines are like yeah. the city, what it looks like. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, do we like that? Charlotte's got a great skyline. Yeah, I do. You're talking about you're talking about the High Line. Yeah, we're talking about skyline. You that, like, and guess what? Charlotte. Charlotte's got a, a skyline that's growing like crazy. There's a lot of people who think Charlotte has one of the best skylines. Well, it is one of actually. the best. Yeah. yeah, it is one of the best. Oh, so now you know. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, now I know. What do you know about fish weirs? You ever heard of those? Um, no. Okay. That's a question for them. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Nobody knows fish weirs. You know anything about guitar pedals? It keeps the tempo, right? Or I don't no? know. I'm. At, I don't know. Oh, I think it keeps the tempo. Yeah. Or amplifies. It amplifies. Yeah. I think you could do weird stuff with it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Or it plays it on a loop. You like if do, you maybe. record one and then you play it and then it will play it in the background while you play something else. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe so. And then and, and finally, have you ever heard of the song "We Built This City" on rock and roll? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. Do you know who sings it? Yes, I do. Okay, he does. Jefferson, Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. Okay, so now my last thing, and I think this is going to be for Dad. Okay. Can you sing a, a couple bars of We Built the City? Come on. Okay, all right. Uh, we built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Home. Yes. You guys were great, man. Thank you. All right, so I got some people here. These are not college students, though. These are... We were once. These, these, they were once. These, these are actually, these are actually, I think, what we call ACRs, right? You guys know yes. what that is? Yes. Lateral County residents. residents. That's right. That's right. Oh, okay. What, what, what county? Putnam County resident. All right. So first of all, you got a sticker there. What's that say? Yes. What does it say? It says Satchel's Pizza, 15 Michelin stars. Do you know what that means? Yes, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know about the Michelin rating system? I do. Yeah. How many stars can you get? Five. Uh, five. Three. Three. Three for Gordon Ramsay's. Three is I the most. That well. You got to be really, really big time to get one. All right. But we got 15. Heck All right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. All right. So, like, what's the best skyline? Does anybody know? Oh, the one skyline? that has the uh, chili. New York. <laughs> <laughs> New York. Skyline Chili is the best. It's the Blue Ridge Mountains. <laughs> okay. All right, the Blue Ridge Mountains. What about fish weirs? Has anybody ever heard of a fish weir? Weir. Fish yeah. weir. Fish weir. I don't know. All right, pass. Apparently, really smart people, actually. What about... <laughs> I'm yeah. fish, too. Don't lie, though. Yeah, All right. we love to fish. What about... Have you heard this song, We Built This City? We Built oh, This City! city.
So I'm here late night at Satchel's Pizza. It's 12.31 a.m. after a long week, and I uh, got some employees sitting around playing cards, drinking beer, and and, and smoking various things. And uh, and I, <clears throat> I figured we'd interview these people here and see if they know anything. Uh, do, does anybody have any um, thoughts about Andrew Yang? Yes. What do you got to say about Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang, president, we- every year. UBI, baby. UBI. All right, all right. Solution to all the problems. All right, right. What else do you know? Anything else? He's that's started- his main policy, and that's what I'm about. Andrew Yang is the solution to some of your problems. All right, what about um, guitar pedals? Nope, nobody knows anything about guitar pedals, right? I know they make what? super sweet tone sounds. <laughs> I know, Andrew Yang, 2028, <laughs> guitar pedals. <laughs> all right, I'm going to make this easy. What in the skylines? Does anybody know a good skyline? Like a zipline? No, not a zipline, a skyline. Like to look at? Like the yeah. view of a city? Yeah, uh, view of a city. What are the best skylines? Uh, go to nature. <laughs> are you kidding? That's well, a question? Everywhere, man. A skyline? Nah, go to a downtown parking garage right here in Gainesville. I agree. All, the, all the trees. Yeah. All the trees. We had so many pumpkins yeah, the up there. How many stories is the Seagull yeah. Building? Well, it was the like it was the <laughs> largest <laughs> largest building in the, <laughs> the North Central Eastern fucking Florida. So, yeah. And it's five stories. Uh, at least. At maybe least more. Maybe but six. But we we put it on top of it enough that Brian got banned. <laughs> Brian got kicked off. Of <laughs> all right, all right. One more. One more. Are you ready? All right. So what do you let? Have you guys ever heard of that song, We Built This City? We built this city. We built this city on sauce and go. We built 